Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I'm your host, Altamarsh, and another day, another episode, another discussion about some teams in the Premier League and also La Liga. Kind of wanted to cover the Manchester United Barcelona Europa League matchup. One of the best. Europa League matchups ever, especially in the round of 16. Two giants of the world playing in the Europa League. Sounds pretty funny. It is funny, but that's kind of the state of the teams. Although both teams are turning it around, and it's great to see Manchester United third in the league, fighting for the title again. Barcelona leading La Liga by about eight points, and Eric Ten Hag. Has got Manchester United playing like a great, well-oiled machine. Xavi's got Barcelona top of the league. They're playing really well, although they're out of both European competition, especially after all those moves that they made during the summer. Paid over $160 million to bring in Rafinha, bring in Jules Koundé, Lewandowski, and they pretty much put all their eggs in one basket, right? Especially considering their financial crisis and their situation. Barcelona had to not win the Europa League. They really had to win the Champions League or go really far to be able to accumulate the money that they are now losing because now they're out of both European competitions. So overall, I think from a financial perspective, Barcelona failed. But if they won La Liga, it's a big step towards their rebuild and it's Barcelona it's such a big name they're always going to get talent so it's never going to be a question about that but the fact that they're out of the European competition I'm sure John Laporta who's the director of football there is definitely not happy today of kind of how things have gone but um, I kind of want to focus a little bit on Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United and the stupendous job Eric Ten Hag has done in the short spell that he's been there we all know how it started. They lost, started off terribly with Manchester United. And it's like, oh my God, is this a new manager? And everybody was already asking for his head after the first month of the season. Then this guy just slowly, steady. You know, the boat was completely rocking and he steadied the boat. And now Manchester United look like a team. They're in, they're in all four competitions. They're, uh, they're in contention for the Premier League. Right now, obviously, they're third to Arsenal. And then Manchester City, they're in the FA Cup. They're now in the round of 16 of the Europa League. And they're also in the Carabao Cup final when they're going to be playing um, Newcastle United. So Eric Tenog has them in four competition, very similar to what Liverpool did last year, which was pretty amazing. Now, we'll see if they can win a trophy. It's been six long years for Manchester United fans since they won a trophy. So I think they're going to go really all out. And Eric Ten Hag obviously wants to make a big impression. And there's no better way to do that than going out there and winning a trophy for uh, Manchester United. This isn't this isn't a bottom-tier team. This isn't Wolverhampton Wanderers. This isn't, you know, Southampton. This isn't Sunderland. This is freaking Manchester United. The fact that they don't have a trophy in six years is crazy. But Eric Ten Hag, it's going to look really good on his accolade that he could be the coach that turns it all around 
ever since, you know, Jose Mourinho got, I believe, won in the Europa League. That's the last time they won. And Jose Mourinho was already a made man at that point. He had already won everything under the sun as a manager. So Eric Ten Hag could be that manager who comes in and actually stays a long period of time after Alex Ferguson. When Alex Ferguson left in, what, 2012 or 13? So it's been about 10 years or so since a manager will possibly stay more than three or four years. And I think that's going to be the plan with Eric Ten Hag. The way he's got these guys playing, I love it. As a Chelsea fan, I kind of wanted to see something like that from Graham Potter where it feels like, you know, there's that new coach um, boost that a lot of teams get. Chelsea haven't got that. And this isn't about Chelsea, but I'm saying like the idea that sometimes if you get the right coach, it's not always about the players. And in soccer, I think the players definitely matter, but a new voice, a, a new coach, a new way of thinking definitely does affect how these guys play. And I think Eric Ten Hag has completely changed the entire culture of Manchester United from a, co- a, a team that, you know, from top to bottom, director of football was making all mistakes. You know, the owners now are selling the team. And then uh, apparently there's been a bid made by, a, a, I believe it's a, a billionaire in, uh, in the, from the Middle East, if I remember correctly. So Manchester United might have new ownership. They might have a lot more money. Eric Ten Hag might get backed more. In the summer, so Manchester United can only take a step forward. And Eric Ten Hag has got these guys playing amazing. I got nothing but respect for that, especially how things started. And he steadied the boat. And he looks like the most important person at the club. As most managers who are really successful, that's how it is. You, the manager of that team, is usually the top number one guy, not the director of football, not the players. Like that guy's got everything under control and he's got Manchester United not being a laughing stock like they've been for the last six years. And then let's kind of talk about Barcelona, right? Uh, on the other hand, they obviously are out of Europa League. They're leading La Liga. They almost certainly have to win La Liga, right? Because they're out of. They're not in the Champions League. Obviously, they're they're no longer in the Europa League. They have to win La Liga from the fact that they spent all this money. They pulled all these levers, right? And for those who kind of don't remember or don't really understand, Barcelona pretty much sold a lot of their TV rights for the next twenty five years to raise funds to be able to sign players that they needed this year, uh, in the likes of you know, like we mentioned, Lewandowski, Jules Conde, uh, Rafinha from Leeds. So all the a lot of money that they spent, uh, uh, Andreas Christensen. So a lot of money that they spent is for them to be able to recoup that with the Champions League, with going making a deep run. And obviously they didn't get out of the group stage in the Champions League. They were the third spot, so they moved to the Europa League, and now they're out of the Europa League as well. So Xavi's got a lot of pressure, a lot of burden to deliver La Liga trophy. And we know Real Madrid is still Real Madrid. They're still the boogeyman. Like, this isn't the Champions League, but Real Madrid is, is not going away. It's not like, you know, maybe Real Madrid might focus more on the Champions League considering it might get a little bit out of hand. But it's not over. we still got like half the season. Not about like, you know, 18 to 17 to 18 games still left. So, Xavi got to get it done. There's just nothing about it. I think it's a lot of immense pressure on him. Immense pressure to get the job done. We'll see what he can do. 
and I'm very intrigued again um, where things go with Barcelona. What do they do this summer? Do they do they still have money? I don't really know how they were making it work in terms from a financial accounts perspective of how they did how what they did considering they're in so much debt, but they did. Now, if they want La Liga, of course they're gonna get a lot of they're gonna recoup a good amount of money considering you know you get 25, 30 million if I remember correctly for winning your league. I don't know what the exact number is, so don't quote me on that. But I know that that will definitely help in terms of helping with their financial situation. And then Xavi's got to start winning games in Europe, right? This year, the only two games that they won was, was in the group stage of the Champions League against Victor Pelzan. And that's a Russian team. Like, let's be Victoria Pelzan. I'm sorry. Um, they are a Russian team. They didn't beat Manchester United at home. They tied that game, and then obviously they lost. And the game overall was such a great game. Kind of want to cover that a little bit. Manchester United was better. Um, they kind of did what they did. In both. They did the exact same stuff in both games, right? Barcelona went out to a lead. Manchester United comes back and scores. Anthony, the $100 million man, finally scores uh, a goal. Um, he'd been kind of struggling this entire year, but he scored big goals. He scored Goals against big teams this year. So for all the struggles he's had, he's kind of showed up in big moments, or in big games at least, and none bigger than this one for the time being. Eliminates Barcelona, scores a you know a really nice goal. It was a shot that got deflected, then the next shot got deflected, and the ball came out to Anthony, and he hit the top, uh, I mean the bottom corner from the right-hand side into the left-hand, uh, uh, left-hand corner. And it, it was a solid, it was a really good game. Uh, obviously, Barcelona had the lead 1-0 on a uh, Lewandowski penalty. Was it a penalty? Was it not a penalty? I thought Bruno Fernandes did pull down Balde. And it looked like a penalty. It was one of those things, I, the commentator made a good point, and I thought exactly what the commentator did. If they called it a penalty on the field, I didn't think they could overturn it, which they obviously didn't. If they had called it, you know, if they were, it was a little soft, and the you know the referee did not call it. I could understand, and them leaving it just as is. But the fact that it was called a penalty, I don't think there was over, enough to overturn it. Then Lewandowski steps up, and David De Gea almost stopped that entire like he stopped the penalty, but like he did everything but stop it. Like he hit, got his hands on the ball, but the ball still rolled into the net. And I don't know, Lewandowski doesn't take great penalties. Maybe somebody else should be taking penalties for Barcelona. I don't know, but. The guy's one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. I guess if somebody's got to take it, it's got to be him, right? Um, He still scored, so he can't really be that mad. But penalties didn't look good. And the other time that I've seen him take a penalty this year, it didn't look good and he got it blocked. But it was during a La Liga game. So, Barcelona out. Manchester United moved forward. Eric Ten Hag looks legit. Manchester United are looking solid. Really kind of excited to see what Manchester United do. Can they really push forward and actually challenge and, you know, maybe put the pressure and get closer to Arsenal at the top and Manchester City? They are obviously right there there right now. Can they keep it up for the entire 38 games? That remains to be seen, especially when you're in four competitions. It's difficult because you have to play so many games and you got to rotate your team so much. That was one that might be a, a, a you know, factor in why Liverpool is taking a step back this year. Aside from the injuries and the players that they don't have anymore, 
It's also you're playing every other day. You're playing every two, three days from like March onwards. And that's difficult, especially if you keep advancing in these competitions. I don't expect Manchester United to win all the competitions that they're in, but a trophy would go a long way in Eric Ten Hag's, you know, a, a cap in a, a, a cap in his a feather in his cap. God, I couldn't say that. Um, but it, it's it's a big stepping stone for what Manchester United are trying to build, especially with the new ownership. I think that those guys, if that gets approved, that's another step in Manchester United's development to reach back to the top. And it's Manchester United. Soccer, football world, Premier League, everything is better when the top clubs are back, are doing well. So we'd love to see Barcelona win La Liga after a few years of not winning it. And then United come back. Maybe they'll they'll challenge for the Premier League. Maybe they win Europa League, although Arsenal's still in it. So Arsenal, United, that's going to be fun to see how that plays out. Arsenal, United, City in the Premier League. And then, like I said, on Sunday... Carabao Cup final, uh, Newcastle against Manchester United. That'll be a fun watch. I'll kind of cover that as it happens. We'll talk a little bit about basketball in the next couple of days. And just kind of trying to do try my best to record as much as I can and kind of get more content out there. Thank you guys so much for listening. On that note, I'm out.